This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us today. I want to give you a heads up right now. I know a lot of people have been emailing us and asking us. May 11th, we are having our mother-to-mother workshop. For more information, log on to fathermatters.org to get any and all information about that. And today's show is, is, is a really great show. We get emails. People, but you always say today's show is, is, is a great show. Jeremy, it's funny that they always say that to us because every show to me is a great show. That's what I'm saying. They're all great. Come you on know? now. So I'm just going to let you know again, today is a great show. I got a great guest. I, I, my guest today is someone that I met back in 2013 and now just running back into this brother today. My guest today is Antoine Anderson. Antoine is the author of the book Bargain Basement Jesus. The Cost of Following. Antoine, welcome to the Father Matters Show, my man. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Good to see you. Thank you for uh, for having me on, man. Absolutely. Definitely. 2013, you and I were at a, a training about what parenting uh-huh. and facilitating. That's right. That's right. And that was the last time I saw you, brother. I get an email about a week ago from, from Sean Pearson, good sister, got her ministry, Zion, ministry going on she said i got a i got a i got a brother that's got to be on your show named antoine anderson and, and when she said the name i said no wait a minute that that name ring a bell but let me just you know it's common anderson i know about eight nine andersons i said let me just see what's going on and then when you came to the station i said antoine you was like what's up man so look antoine tell me about your book bargain basement jesus the cost of following what's going on with that well, the book actually came. Um, it was kind of interesting how I even started to uh, the process of writing it. Uh, never really looked at myself as an author by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I journaled some and, and wrote some, but never was an author. In fact, in high school, I hated writing. You know, go figure that out. We're right? not both, brother. And so um, I had came to a place in my life where I was asking God a lot of questions. Um, and what I found out is that a lot of the same questions that I was asking, people were asking me. And so people would say, you know, how do you get a closer relationship with the Lord? And, you know, what should you be doing? And I'm like, you know, why are y'all asking me these questions? I'm trying to figure this out myself. And so one morning uh, in the middle of the summer, mind you, I was out doing some yard work. And the scripture that says that the, you must first estimate the cost came to my mind. And I said, well, Lord, you know, the cost, I thought you already paid the cost for us. And, you know, I immediately ran to the, my, my Bible to read and try to figure out, you know, what this was actually referring to. And the thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to me, he said that I paid the cost for your salvation, but your relationship, your relationship with me is going to cost you something. And then I began to just write different thoughts and he began to show me different things in my life personally. And this book really just was born in that instant. And I love the part where you said it, it's, it's going to cost you something because a lot of us think when we get led to Jesus, we get led to the Lord, all your bills going to get paid, your relationship is going to be great, your marriage is going to be awesome, your kids going to going to act like they got some sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, your boss is all of a sudden going to say, I don't know why I'm doing this, but yeah. here's a promotion. You're going to yeah. get, go to the mailbox and somebody who owed you money 30 years ago yeah. going to have a thousand. It is a cost, bro. It's a cost. Absolutely. And look, Anton, we're going to take our time with this, man. Unpack that and what you mean by the cost 
of following Jesus. So, so for instance, when you think about a cost period, right, you think about something that you're going to have to expend from yourself, meaning that I'm going to have to actually pay a cost. If I go to McDonald's, it's going to cost me something. So it's going to take away something that I have for me to give so that I can obtain what I desire. So if I have $5 in my pocket, I have to give my $5 to get what I want in return. And so when it comes to our relationship with Christ, our, our followership, if I can say it that way, right. it is going to cost us a part of ourselves to get what we want in return. You talk about, you know, how things are supposed to be just um, peaches and cream, so to speak, and your boss is going to do all these things. Now, it's going to cost you something to get to a place where you start to recognize the things that you didn't recognize before. And so it's not just something that is going to happen overnight. It's not just something that, you know, you sign you sign a contract, if you will, and the check comes in. But it's not like that at all. It's going to cost you something personally. It's not on grandmother's faith, faith it's not on your mother's faith it's not on your father's faith it's going to cost you personally something in this relationship with him. and during that cost you're going to find out it is a long slow drawn out price yeah that cost when you in the journey it is so hard man when you're going through something and you talk to your friends you ask them to pray and, and lift you they could just oh just keep praying and just yeah. i got you brother i yeah. got you but they don't realize when you're going through that journey you don't see it. And I wish some of the things that it cost me only cost me $5. There you go. Because it didn't cost only cost Absolutely. me $5, brother. It cost tears, yeah. loneliness, a lot of money, frustration, anger. And But while you're paying that cost, I feel Jesus is only saying, are you trusting me? Right. And when you look at it, so it's going to cost you something, right? But your return on investment is through the roof. Your return on the investment that it's going to cost you, you're going to get back far more than you give up. And so the title talks of saying bargain basement Jesus. It's definitely a title that is supposed to catch your attention. And to some people, it's offensive. But when you think about the cost that he paid for us, for our lives, for our, our salvation, for the ability to you know deliver us from our sins, to have clarity of mind so that we have relationship with the father. When you look at the cost that he paid, mm-hmm. the cost that we have to pay is a bargain basement price and you can it's no comparison what all the sacrifices i've made would never add up to what he's made and so that's why it's a bargain basement jesus and it's not just a uh a high dollar price if i can say it that way it's a bargain basement price you 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 have a chapter in here we're going to skip we're going to skip through this book we're going to unpack it because it's powerful i was was only able to glance through it a little bit because we couldn't get the book but Chapter five, the cost of transforming your mind. You got a part in here. You said when we look at this verse in Romans, there are two words I would like to take a closer look at. The two words that I want to focus on in this text are renewing and mind. And I think you got that out of Matthew six. No, 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 no. That's out of Romans. See, I'm skipping around. It's like Romans 12 and 2. Yep, yep, yep. Romans 12, 2. Unpack renewing. And mind. So, so renewing, and, and it's, it's amazing because this really, uh, and I know we'll probably talk about this later, but this verse specifically has birthed so many other things in my life. Right. And so that word renewing, when you look it up in the Greek, it actually can be akin to the word renovation. And so God is saying that we have to have a renovation 
of our mind. So let's 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 just stop with the renewing first, right? So in order for me to have a transformation of mind, that means I have to have a renovation of my thought process. So when you think about a renovation, I, me and my wife, we love watching uh, Home Garden Channel with like flip or flop and things of that uh-huh. nature. And you see, when they come to a place, they're able number one to see the potential of what the house could be even in its current condition. And so they see where the house currently is, but then they have a vision of where the house is going to go. But in order to get to that place, right, they have to tear some stuff down. They have to bring in some, um, take out some old equipment. They have to bring in some new equipment, and then they have to rebuild some things. And so, when we, when, when he speaks about having a transformation of mind or a renovation of mind, there are some old thought patterns that need to be torn down in my life, in my thought process. And people will look from the outside and say. You are going crazy. Why are you going to church all the time? What's the point of you going to Bible study? What's the point of you going to prayer meeting? Why you got to be in church from 8 in the morning to 1 p.m.? What is that all about? They're going to think that you're crazy only because they can't see what the finished product is supposed to be. That journey. The journey. So the person who, so for instance, if you go, if you take it back to the, the home in the, in the natural sense that's being renovated, the uh, the builder knows what the house is going to look like on the end. But somebody walking past They'll look and say, it look a mess in there. You got all this trash, debris. You got, you know, uh, material that's there that's not put in the right place. And they say, it just looked like a mess in there. But the builder says it's in the it's in the process of becoming what I have envisioned it to become. And so God is saying, listen, you're going to go through seasons in renovating your mind mm-hmm. where people may say what you're doing. That, that's just crazy. But we have to remember that he's the builder. He is the one that has laid the vision. And so we continue to follow the plans that he lays in front of our life and allow our minds to be renovated. And what also I love about this chapter, transforming your mind, we also have got to surround ourselves with the right people. I love what you just said. You said people gonna say they don't look right. This yeah. house look a mess. If we listen to the naysayers, absolutely, because a lot of the naysayers and some of these people are family members and some of these people yeah. are so-called friends. It's like the crab in the bucket. When you lift up one crab out of a bucket, yeah. that crab is going to be latched to 15, 20 others because they want to keep you down. So transforming your mind, like sometimes we need to transform that friendships, yeah. transform them relationships, transform even just what you're listening to on the, on the radio. Absolutely. Touch on that, man. And so, so for instance, the, so um, renovate the renovate reno, renewing says renovation. Mine talks about your mode of thinking, uh-huh. right? And so, for instance, uh, here recently, I, I had a physical transformation from the body perspective. I've been exercising, going to the gym, and my body is just responding, right? But before my body starts to respond in this manner. I I didn't have the results because I was just exercising. I wasn't eating correctly. Okay. And so in order for me to have the the right transformation, I have to watch and be mindful of what I take in. So I can't well, I can't eat the same food. I can't eat the same snacks. I can't eat the same dinner. So when you talk about watching your intake, I can't talk to the same people. I can't read the same books. I can't sit up watching Atlanta's Housewives or Sports Centers all day long or going on Facebook and doing all, looking at all the gossip sites. I can't do all that because that is going to affect me and my transformation won't take place correctly. And I love that because in one of the workshops that we do, I, I, I give uh, the men uh, a, um, a visual of owning a racehorse. And I told them, if, if you own the racehorse and this racehorse was earning you $5 million a year 
and this racehorse is taking care of your family, your kids, everything. All you have to do is take this racehorse all around the country from race to race, and you're guaranteed to win, and it's bringing you $5 million a year. And I asked them, I said, would you let that racehorse stay up all night and smoke cigarettes? No. Nope. And they're like, no, man, heck no. <laughs> I said, would you let that racehorse stay up and, and drink alcohol and soda pop? They said, no. I said, would you let that racehorse eat cheeseburgers and french fries and potato chips all the time? Nope. They said, no way. I said, now, if you would not let a horse, an animal, that's earning you $5 million a year, yeah, yeah, stay up all night and, and drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes and watch all kinds of craziness on TV and eat all kinds of stuff, why are some of us as men, fathers, and husbands drinking ourselves to death, all right. smoking ourselves to yeah. death, watching all kinds, from pornography to all this crazy yeah. stuff that's coming into our minds? Absolutely. And they sit back because it's like, wow, because that's right. It's not just exercising. It's also what you take in inside. That's right. Man, we got this commercial coming up. You're listening to the Father Matters show with Van Sims. And today's guest is Antoine Anderson, author of the book Bargain Basement Jesus, The Cost of Following. Don't go anywhere. We're going to hear more from Antoine after this. Anybody want to fall in love tonight? Hey, Father Matters show family. Will you show us some love? We want the Father Matters Show to be your community and family resource program by providing you right now answers for right now issues. Become a Father Matters Show champion by liking Father Matters on Facebook. If you miss us Saturday night, log on to blogtalkradio.com, soundcloud.com, or fathermatters.org and share the Father Matters Show with your friends and family. Thank you. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. My special guest today, Antoine Anderson, author of the book Bargain Basement Jesus, The Cost of Following. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters Show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate the Father Matters icon. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also catch the Father Matters show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. Antoine, during the break, man, I was glancing a little bit. I want to talk about Chapter 7, The Cost of an empty net. Now we talked about the cost of following Jesus. We talked about renewing your mind. Now the cost of an empty net. Why did you do that chapter, brother? That was under what? Luke five, two. Yeah. So, so the, um, it, it was kind of amazing how, uh, God really kind of gave me this revelation, if you will, this uh-huh. insight, because if we look in chapter uh, five of Luke there, we see that when Jesus walks up to the, uh, the scene, if you will, he sees, uh, the, the, the fisherman, Peter and his, his crew, if you will, they're they're off to the side cleaning their nets. And so one would imagine if you're cleaning your nets, then uh, you, you got something in it to clean. Right. And so later on in that chapter, we see that uh, when Jesus tells Peter to go back out into the deep, Peter says, listen, we ain't caught nothing. Right. So it's like, well, wait a minute. If you ain't caught nothing, your net should be empty. In all actuality, they didn't catch what they intended to catch. And so I'm not a professional fisherman. However, I used to live in Oklahoma, and my, my wife and I fished a lot, and we've seen people use nets. And what happens is sometimes when they drop the nets and they pull things up, 
they pull up junk. And the reason why it's junk is because it's not what they were actually after. And so the cost of an empty net says that I've gone fishing. I have a desired end, but I went out. I tried everything I knew how to try. But when I pulled my net out of the water, it was nothing but junk in it. Mm -hmm. And my net was empty. It was empty of the substance you go. of I want what I wanted, whether it was a, a restored relationship, whether it was a marriage, whether it was financial freedom, whether it was peace of mind, whether it was happiness, whatever the case may be, we have our way of trying to get those things, but we come up empty-handed because, again, we're not doing it the way that he desires us to do it. We do all that we know how to do, but mm-hmm. we come up empty and our nets are empty. You talk about a section in this session about when you had a season of lack. You said during this season of lack, I found I had to completely depend on God in every area of my life because my own attempts were unsuccessful. Because some of us just say, God, you moving too slow. I got this. Yeah. I'll handle this. Tell us a little bit about that 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 season. Well, we had um, I had. And, and, and I go into it a lot more in the book, but yeah. I'll, I'll kind of give a, a quick summary. My wife and I, we had uh, came to a place where financially uh, we were not where we once were. Um, and that came with problems within our marriage, but sure. also socially uh, we was transitioning from really listening to him. And some of those things you talked about earlier, some of the friends we were hanging around at that time, they really wasn't feeling that. Mm-hmm. And so we found ourselves not really being in the place we wanted to be socially. And so we would try everything to make our lives, quote unquote, happy. And it just wasn't happening. As it relates to the finances, I tried to sell stuff, sure. take you know car loans out just to try to make ends meet, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't sufficient. We still ended up losing our home. We still ended up having to move. We still was unable to pay our bills, and it was like, okay, God, I know that you told me to do certain things. Why is it that when I'm doing these things, my life seems to be upside down at this point? And so no matter what we tried at that time, we really, really had to depend on I had, we had to depend on God 1,000%. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it was times where we were unable to pay our rent three months in a row. Sure. But we never was without home. We never was without a vehicle. We never was without food. You know, it came to a point where we both lost our employment. We always had food. We always had clothes on our back. We always had transportation. And it was solely because we were really depending on him, not because of my own efforts. Because when I tried my stuff, I ended up in a place where— right. I couldn't. And, and see, Jesus said that he would take care of our needs, Absolutely. not our greeds. Absolutely. And then he also say, look at the birds. Birds ain't, ain't stressing. Birds ain't worrying about what they're going to wear. They're not worrying about what they're driving. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes even though we have the transportation and we live it in the place, it ain't the place we want to live in. Absolutely. We're not satisfied. Well, I want a better car. Absolutely. I want a bigger TV. Yeah. And we're not. Sometimes it gets down to like just not being thankful. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because. During that time of my life, that's actually when I met you. When we were going through that, that's when we met over at that training. Uh-huh. I was in the midst of that season. See? Not even I, I, I do not have a theory of God providing your needs. I have a true testimony of it. I don't have a theory of not being worried about, uh, you know, if as you put it, the greeds or the wants. I have a testimony that I'm truly learning to be content in all situations. And it was a process. It just didn't happen. Right. And it was and it cost me my pride. It cost me my ego. It cost me my job. It cost me my reputation. But now we sit back, my wife and I, we just talked about this just the other day. We sit back and where we are right now, our relationship with him, our relationship with each other, Uh our children's relationship with him, our relationship with our children. There's no way I would go back and change any of the process that I went through. 
the return on that investment was priceless. We got listeners all around the country, Antoine. Okay, from Montana to Denver. Right now, somebody's not trusting God. Yeah. They're not willing to pay the cost. They are uh, trying to do it on their own. Yeah. Talk to that person right now. Oh, somebody's husband just walked out. Somebody <laughs> just found out yesterday they got they they got that pink slip to yeah. their job, bro. Because we always hear a lot of this motivational stuff. Speak to that heart of that that person or those people right you now. You know, and I'll, I'll speak from my own personal experience first, and then I'll speak to them. Go ahead. So for me, when that happened to me, um, you have to understand, I was twenty. I think I was twenty five years old. Um, I was making my wife and I around seventy k a year. We didn't have any overhead. You know, we do, we had rent, food, whatever. But we was making real good money. Right. And I was extremely prideful. I thought that I, ultimately, I was in a place, didn't even realize it, that I felt like I didn't even need God. And so he brought me to a place that when I went through this whole, when we didn't have any income coming in, it was my opportunity to have a relation, a real relationship with him. I'm talking about I was going to the prayer center every single day, not praying, just asking for stuff, but just being in his presence. And so to the individual, don't look at your situation as the end. It is just a bridge to where God is taking you. I know it's hard. I know it's complicated. I recognize that it's not easy to not have what you feel like you need to have, but God will allow you to go through a process to shape you into the vessel that he desires for you to have, and it's for your good. It's genuinely for your good. If I had not have gone through what I've gone through, I would not have been able to touch the lives that I touch today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to stand in front of my, my son and demonstrate who a man is supposed to be, what a father is supposed to be. It was because of my trials and tribulations that I came to this place. I think the psalmist says, if it had not been for my affliction, I wouldn't know you the way that I know you. Right. And so my, I believe God's desire is for us to have a, a thriving relationship with him. And he knows how to get us to that place. So if you just got that pink slip, trust and believe that God has something more better in store for you. Mm-hmm. If your husband or your wife just walked out, Separation is not always the end of the road. Separation could lead to restoration. Uh, so so just trust him in that and truly believe that he knows his plans for you and his plans are just flawless. I, I can't even express it. His plans for us are flawless. It's almost like uh, watching a movie sometime, if you will, like the sixth cent, sixth cent, right? I use this example all the time. When you're watching a movie, you're like, why did that happen? I don't understand what that was. And then you let on in the show, you get that aha moment like, oh, that's what that was about. When you're going through it, you're questioning. And it's okay to ask God questions. He tells right. us in Isaiah 1 and 18 and 19, he says, listen, come to me. Ask me. Let's, let's, let's reason. Meaning, ask questions. He's a father who wants you to ask him, Lord, what is going on? And James, he said, if you lack understanding, ask me. So don't buy into that. You can't ask, ask God questions. That's a lie. Me and God has gotten real close because of my questions. But ask him questions. Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Lord, what what am I missing here? Should I be thankful or grieve the 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 pink slip? Because sometimes you need to get that pink slip in order for God to push you into your greatness because right. you was comfortable. Sometimes you need your spouse to walk out because God is trying to show you something in your marriage or your life, and you would have not have done that if that not didn't happen. And so we have to have a perspective that God knows what He's doing, and I can trust Him, but I also can go to Him and ask Him for for understanding. So that's right. And, and look, man. Where can people go to get the copy of Bargain Basement Jesus 
the cost of following. They can go to Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. You, can, uh, you can purchase it there. They'll send you the, the paperback, or you can do the Kindle.com where you can download the ebook. You also can get it on Bars and Nobles with their Nook, or their, uh, you can order from them as well. Um, also, you can go to my website, AntoineAnderson.com, and you can just uh, purchase it directly from me. Um, and then, um, yeah, so you just do it those three ways. And then we didn't get a chance. Before I even ask you this next question, man, because we just getting warm, can you come back next week? Because this, I already know the phones are going to blow up. I already know the questions are going to come through. And I want to get a little deeper into your book. And right. I want to get deeper into what's going on with you. Because we didn't get a chance to talk about this. But you have Antoine Anderson Ministries. Is that off the back of the book? Or if is the book off the back of Antoine Anderson Ministries? So so Antoine Anderson Ministries is a, basically is my effort to, to basically share the gospel. And so I do it in speaking. I do it in writing of books. Yes. Uh, I, do it, I do it in a lot of variety. So the book is underneath that umbrella, if you will, because... Okay. That is my effort uh, to to share the gospel in many different facets that I do. So, how can people get in touch with you? Because you, you're available for speaking. You you speak at churches. You speak all over the country. How can pastors or community leaders get in touch with Antoine Anderson? Not only to get a copy of your book Bargain Basement Jesus: The Cost of Following, but to have you come speak at their church, speak at their men's events, speak at their family functions. How can people get in touch with Antoine Anderson? They can go to AntoineAnderson.com. There are some options there that you can uh, sign up there, and you can get in contact with me directly, or you can just send me an email um, at Anderson A E zero two one zero at gmail dot com. Now. Uh, with Antoine Anderson Ministry, I mean, see, AntoineAnderson.com, you spell Antoine, A-N-T-I-O-N-E. Again, that's A-N-T-I-O-N-E. AntoineAnderson.com. You got a Facebook page? Yeah, Facebook page is uh, Antoine, I'm, excuse me, Facebook.com backslash Uncaging Your Greatness. And Twitter, Instagram, you got it all. Yeah, it's all, it's all connected. on. If you go to my AntoineAnderson.com, it's all connected there. Well, first of all, we're going to come back next week and pick this up. Antoine, thank you for coming this week, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. Don't forget, May 11th, we have the Mother to Mother Workshop. Log on to fathermatters.org for more information. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.